Join the host of Money 911, Chris Miller, as she and her guests navigate the complicated world of money so you can blaze your own path to healthy money for a happy life. Simple, straightforward advice in a world that just might be going crazy. Hi, I'm Chris Miller, and I'm the Money Mythbuster. I teach you how to make your money last as long as you do. And welcome today for the Pre-Tirement Survival Workshop. We're going to drill down into the three secrets for a fabulous future. And I've designed this workshop to provide complete information, and we're going to talk about a whole lot of things because I really want you to know what's out there. First question is, how will the market losses affect your savings? Are you paying too much taxes? Do you know about all the new taxes that are coming? Are you paying Social Security tax? And are your assets protected if you need long-term care? So the first thing I want to ask you is, how much of your state would you like to protect? None of it, some of it, or all of it? course, you're going to say all of it. You have to affirm that. You have to apply yourself to that. So let's look at these strategies, save money, and see how it works. Now, there's a lot of variables that happen. Could fall at the gym, could go unconscious, all the taxes. There's so many different issues. So without this proper planning, you're not really going to know what to do. Reminds me of the story of the billionaire in Beverly Hills. He decided to have an extravagant party and throw some alligators in the swimming pool. He offered a million dollars to anybody that could swim across the other side of the swimming pool and his beautiful daughter's hand in marriage. And as he's telling this crazy story, all of a sudden, this man is in the pool. He's swimming to get out of there and everybody runs over and pulls him out and dries him off. He's panting and they're drying him and... And the billionaire said, yes, you made it to the other side of the swimming pool. What would you like? My beautiful daughter's hand in marriage or a million dollars? Man looked him square in the face and said, I don't want your million dollars. I don't want your beautiful daughter's hand in marriage. All I want to know is the name of the son of a gun who pushed me in the swimming pool. All right. Why am I telling you such a silly story? First of all, I'm trying to make you laugh, smile at these hard subjects because there's a fun way to go through it. So I'm going to show you. So let's talk about the alligators. We're all trying to swim across the swimming pool and get there in one piece. What do you think the first alligator is that's trying to get us? Taxes, right. Now, we have a cure for insomnia. It's called the IRS code book, right? You get that book. I think it's something like 54,000 pages. And there's 870 tax laws. That's not subtax. That's a lot of pages. But you get that book, you start reading, you go right to sleep. In fact, Money Magazine sent out 300 tax forms to different preparers. 90% were wrong. There are so many tax issues. And ones that right now, as this recording, we haven't even unwrapped the new laws and all the hidden taxes are there. there. So that's what we want to talk about is how to protect our assets from all these taxes. Now, four major taxes, Social Security, capital gains tax, taxes on interest income, taxes on debt. So let's just talk about how all these work. Now, how does Uncle Sam determine how they're going to take your Social Security and Who was that president that said you never pay taxes on your Social Security? Right, Roosevelt. What happened? He died. They changed the law. 
So you do pay taxes on your social security and how they figure it out is basically if you're married, you make 32 and you're single and make 25, they're going to take 50. They use 50%. Doesn't mean they take 50%. They'll use that in the calculation to take more money from your social security. You're not going to get what you think you're going to get right now. If you check your social security, if your income exceeds and you're married and it's over 44,000 or you're single, it's over 34, they're going to use an 85% calculation to take more money out. And I'll bet you a lot of you that are listening to this right now, there may not even be a, a Medicare. So I want to empower you to take control of your money and understand how all this works. So how do you get around this? The idea is to still make money in tax deferred products, annuities, Series E bonds. The key is to lower your taxable income beneath those thresholds with those kinds of products. Then you have capital gains tax, okay? So let's say you have a home. In fact, we had a client. This is a good example. We had a client back east had a farm. Grandma and grandpa got the farm. When they bought the farm, it was $10,000. Now it's worth a million dollars. They want to leave it to their kids. Their kids work in Silicon Valley. They don't really want to farm. So what mom and dad did was they got what's called a charitable gift annuity. And what that does is that company actually buys the real property at the praise value, gives mom and dad a five-year tax write-off, eliminates all the capital gains on that real estate, gives mom and dad thirty dollars to $40,000 a year for the rest of their life, and leaves a million dollars to the kids. So there are some really creative ways that you can plan. A lot of people don't know about these things because they're actually hidden from the average mainstream information that most people are getting. So that eliminates capital gains. And that works on stocks too. Now, how about estate tax? That's another tax that we want to get out of. And as I talked about in my living trust workshop about getting around the estate tax with the AB marital trust. And if you have a larger estate beyond that threshold, there are ways with huge multi-millions that you can actually protect yourself from all of these taxes with some very high-end planning that we do. I have a, a, an amazing set of experts from attorneys, CPAs, brilliant people that know all the different things that everybody needs to know. Okay, this is the one that gets everybody taxes on interest income. So let's say John goes, buys a lotto ticket, right? And he wins a thousand dollars. So what's he going to do? He does what most people do. He's going to go put the money in the bank, right? So he puts the money in the bank. And I can remember when you used to be able to get 5% in the bank, right? Think of something like 0.05 right now. But for this illustration, I use 5% in the slide so that you could see the concept of what I'm talking about. So put some money, 1000 in the bank, and he's getting 5%. So he takes $50 out. He's going to go take his wife out to dinner. When all of a sudden you hear a knock at the door, guess who it is? CRS, right? Federal taxes. They want his tax. So Let's just say he's in the 28% tax bracket, pays the money. All of a sudden, you hear another knock at the door. Guess who it is? It's the state income tax. So you can guess the scenario. You got federal, state, social security, right? 
So his real rate of return on 5% is 3%. So those of you that have money in CDs, you're actually paying taxes on money you're losing. Sorry about the good news, right? But you need to know this. You need to, it's really, once you get it, you'll be looking at everything different. Rule of 72, real helpful. It's a way to see how fast your money will double. What you do is you take 72 and then you divide it by the interest rate and that will show John, he has to wait 24 years before his money doubles. He will be 94. You think he wants to wait till he's 94? No. So how does he get around all these taxes? Well, there's traditional tax deferred annuities and that is one of the best ways because there's no federal, no state, no social security, no inflation. He gets triple exemption, which means the money grows as fast as three times. It's great. Now, a lot of retirees get a 1099 and they're being taxed on their interest income, on their dividend incomes, and some are even being taxed on their exempt earnings. There's a little trick. I want you to get your 1040 form and look at box 8A, 8B, or 9. That's going to show you how much extra taxes you're paying. And I'm telling you that there are some very creative ways and programs out there that you can either eliminate or defer taxes, which will make your money grow as fast as you can. Now, with proper planning, it puts you in the driver's seat and it actually lets you choose how much taxes you want to pay. Okay, I talked a little bit about before about the estate tax, which is going to go anywhere from 37 to 55% of what you will be charged if your estate is above that threshold, depending on the politics, right? And that that just got raved. I think it's 57%. All right. This next alligator is a pretty hard alligator for a lot of people. And it really wasn't, really wish you could have been there to see the look on my mom's face. Because that's really what's empowered me to be out here giving my business away because in my book, really ready for pre-retirement, I have put the three secrets for safe money and a fabulous future in this book. I'm giving my business away because I see people are in trouble. So my mom came up to me one day and she had this, you know, she had tears in her eyes and she handed me this piece of paper and she said, I want you to share this with your clients. And what she did is she handed me a bill from Stanford Hospital. And I just, you know, I couldn't, could, I couldn't, you know, it was hard to look at. My mom had cancer for 10, 10 years. The bill was five days of chemo for $90,000. Do you hear me? Five days of chemo, $90,000. She had five days a month for a year. Totally devastates everybody because we're not prepared. Our Medicare is not going to cover it. Our HMOs aren't going to cover it. You have to be ready for this catastrophic illness. We're living longer than we were before. There's all kind of strange diseases around. And here's the deal. Seven out of 10, seven out of 10 of us over 65 will end up in a convalescent state. Why? Well, they have a rule in the hospital called the DRG rule. What does that mean? means get you out of there as soon as possible. They want you out of there within three days because they make less money if you're there longer than three days. So 
Here my mom is. She says she's had cancer surgery, colon surgery. She's in intensive care. Day two, guess what? She was in a nursing home from intensive care. Stanford Hospital. Why? They make less money. That happens at every hospital. Get you out of there as soon as possible. So here's the thing. Two-thirds of people will become pennyless within one year, and Medicare only pays for 2% right now at this time. I seriously doubt that is even going to be there. 2%. What's 2% cover? If you're comatose or you have a stroke, Medicare doesn't cover long-term care. You've got to get a plan in place. Your Medicare gap. My health insurance. Look, if I go skiing and break my leg, I'm going to a nursing home. It's not an age-driven thing anymore. You don't have to be 80 or 90 years old to go to a nursing home. That's the deal. You have to make sure that you're covered. And this is what I've seen in over 22 years of my practice. I've counseled over 5,000 families. And what happens as I see them get to the end of their life and half their pension's gone or they've had a catastrophic illness and they had to spend all their money on care, drugs, and nursing homes. It's really, really quite sad. And that is why I am sharing this information. And I'm very passionate about this because I've lived through it with my family. Right now, my dad is 93 years old and he is doing great. But he worked till he's 91. He would have kept going till he was 100 because that's how long he wants to go to, 100 years old. But he fell and he broke his femur bone, which meant he had to go to the nursing home. And when he went to the nursing home, which was a place he said, oh, I'm never going to nursing home, right? A lot of people said, oh, I'll just kill myself. I'm never going to nursing home. But people do go there. You may not be dying, but you end up there. So he really worked at it to walk again and, you know, get it, live. He really wants to go to 100. Thank God he did. But he has to have full-time care and he wouldn't let me take care of him. He wanted to do, he wanted me to have my own life. And my heart was to leave everything and take care of my dad. But he wanted to take care of himself. Guess how much his care is? I made a good deal, I'll tell you. But his care is 70000 a year. Home care, full-time, that's low. That's, you know, it's usually twice as much as that because I found some good folks that could take care of him, CNAs, right? But the point is, what are you going to do? So you only have a few choices. Nursing home, long-term care insurance. If you're young enough... And in good enough health, get it. Why? Well, it's not very expensive when you get it younger, and it will act as hedge, a fence around all your assets. It will protect you from spend down. The best part about it, it lets you stay in your own home instead of going to like prison, because going to a nursing home is just like an institution. And I sat there, here my dad is at a very high-end nursing home in Northern California, and he'd ring the bell to go to the bathroom, and I, I basically lived there with him for a few weeks. They would take a half an hour to come to take him to the bathroom. Well, it was $500 a day. It's outrageous. You don't get better care. You know, you think you get better care. It was horrible. So you want to stay in your own home. So long-term care insurance is the best way to go. Now, there's lots of different kinds. There's a really cool kind called a modified endowment contract. A little more expensive than long-term care because it is a life insurance policy that lets you use the death benefit while you're alive in a nursing home. And if you don't use it, then it goes to your estate and your beneficiaries. So it keeps all your premiums in the estate. It's really a nice one, but 
basically, let's say I was 65 and I had $50,000 in a death life insurance cash value. I could roll that over into a modified endowment contract. They would almost double my money, which if God forbid something happened to me, I'd be taken care of in a nursing home. And let's say I don't go to the nursing home, that all that premium and all that money growing at good interest rates. Right now, insurance is like about at 4%. That going to my estate, going to my, my people, my family, my charity, my foundation, that's what you can do. And that's a really nice way to go. Now, a lot of people, and I would say the good percentage of Americans, 98% of Americans, when they retire, depend on the government. So a good percentage of people have no savings at all, have done no planning at all, and maybe have no money at all. They're going to be a victim of the Medicaid system. And God knows how long that's going to be around. But the way that works is you've got to be broke. You have to essentially use up all your money before they help you. So for example, in California, if you're married, you're allowed 125000 They make you spend out everything before they help you. If you're single, you're only like 2500 And they make you spend out everything you have before they help you. So then you are on the state's plan. Now remember, one out of 300 have a car accident. It's basically a law. You have to have auto insurance, right? One out of 300. One out of 1250 have a fire. And seven out of 10 will have long-term care insurance. How many of you have long-term care insurance? The statistics in the United States are something like 2%. They vary, different statistics. The point is, most people aren't covered. And the cost? I can't even keep up with the slides. The cost is just skyrocketing. Anywhere from five to $20,000 a month. The cost of not having long-term care insurance if you paid for it yourself. So let's talk about Medicaid. How does that work? What are they going to do? Well, what they're going to do is take a financial snapshot of everything you have. They're going to divide it into the countable and the uncountable assets. Now, I don't want to get you too depressed, but all this money you're putting in the Social Security, guess how much of that really goes to you? 20 days. They're going to cover free 20 days. You're going to co-pay the next 80 days, which can run you five to $20,000. And after 100 days, you're on your own. You got to get a plan. Talk about it. Think about it. This is real. So if you don't do something, you're at total risk. And after 100 days, you're either going to have long-term care insurance, pay out of your pocket, or have to spend down your estate and get on Medicaid. Now, remember, this is how self-Medicare gets out of paying for long-term care. You have to be hospitalized for three days. Remember what I talked about earlier, the DRG rule, right? That DRG rule gets you out of there within three days. That's what most hospitals do now. You must enter the nursing facility within 30 days. Where I live, Southern California, there are waiting lists for the nursing home. Good luck getting into a nursing home in 30 days. And as the years progress and boomers increase, there are less nursing homes and less facilities. And this is the big one. You must be making progress as defined by medical evaluations. This is how they get out of it, right? Medical evaluations, very gray area. So basically the 2% that Medicaid, Medicare covers are people that have strokes or that are comatose that need care. And then they don't even cover them full time. I have a friend, she, good friend of mine. She was a professor. 
She wouldn't listen to me and she kept smoking. And she smoked till she had a stroke. When she had a stroke, she became totally paralyzed. The only thing that works is her hand. And thank God her brain's still there. She's such a sweet soul. But basically what her kids did was steal her money. She had some money in the house that they took the cash and left her in a nursing home. They left her in their nursing home. And they were like, before they were like friends. And it was, it was really sad. Something I wouldn't have ever imagined with those kinds of people. That that's what happened. So she had to get on the Medicaid, Medicaid system and they wouldn't take care of her in the nursing home. I mean, they'd take care of her only in the nursing home. They wouldn't take care of maybe four hours a day is what she gets. She has to pay out of the pocket for any other care. It's really a nightmare scenario. It happens to a lot of people. Now, when the state takes this financial snapshot of you, they divide the countable and the exempt assets. Now they say your car and your house are exempt. There's nothing exempt. They have on the law books, after you go, they can come take everything from your kids before they get it or whoever your beneficiaries are. In other words, they're only exempt while you're alive. Your car and your house are exempt while you're alive. And then you have your countable assets, your stocks, your bonds, your vacation homes, all your assets. But that is really what they, what they do is they divide it. So you're on the state's plan when you get on Medicaid. And they, the rules are that you have to have a certain threshold. If you have more money, they're not going to take care of you. So they will make you spend all that money down before you get any help at all. And basically, the laws are, and they're a little different in each state, but they're pretty close. There's someone that goes in the nursing home, gets an allowance of 35 to $60 a month, and the community spouse might get $125,000 cash if they're married, right? And single people, they really have it bad because they're only allowed, you know, a small amount of money. Well, what do people do in those situations? Maybe they're too ill, they don't have long-term care, or they have a lot of assets and they don't want to spend that money down. A lot of people are doing countable assets and they're putting, they're getting their money out of Las Vegas. I mean, the stock market. That's what it is. And they're moving it into a, in a, what they call a Medicaid-friendly annuity. Now, these annuities are savings accounts with insurance companies like CDs are savings accounts with a bank. So let's say they had $50,000 and they move that money over into the exempt asset. And let's say it's a husband and wife. The husband goes in the nursing home and the wife takes his name off the policy and annuitizes this policy. That means she gets so much a month for the rest of her life. That makes that money in an irrevocable contract. The state can't touch it. So now that money is out of their estate and he can qualify for Medicaid and be taken care of in the nursing home without spending down the estate. Depending on, you need to find this out because there are some states now that it's a misdemeanor. It is a law. The kids have to take care of your parents. In other words, if I inherit something and my dad's on Medicaid, I'm going to have to pay the bill before I get the estate. It comes out of the estate. And in some laws, it's a felony. They actually put people in jail if they don't pay their parents' nursing home bill. So why is it a good idea to move your money into cannibal assets into an annuity? Is it these? If they're set up structurally right, not all annuities work. They can be used for the Medicaid spend down. 
Nice thing about it is your money grows just like any other investment without any risk. And what it does is it gives you what I call an estate of mind. It gives you financial peace of mind. So now is the time to reposition your money. My favorite thing about an annuity is not one person lost one dollar in an annuity in the Great Depression. They're safe. You never lose your money. It's like putting a bottom on your money. Your principal is totally safe. It's tax deferred. So all the money you make is totally tax deferred and you don't pay any taxes till you take the money out. And you can withdraw 10% without any penalty over age 59 and a half. They're like IRAs in a sense where it's tax deferred and then you take the money out over 59 and a half. Now, they're also Lower your social security tax too, because you're not making that money you're making is tax deferred. So it'll lower your taxes and let you be able to take out cash withdrawals without losing any principal or market risk. Uh, the annuity also has another benefit. They enable you to be going to probate. And some people use annuities for great grandkids they want to send to school. They'll set up an annuity for them so that they will have a gift directly from grandma and grandpa. There's no sales charges for these annuities either. So, and the fees are very low. You could actually take an income that will make it last for the rest of your life. So again, long-term care, the risk of someone over 65 is 70%, two-thirds of people, and one-third of married people will exhaust their funds in only a 13-week stay in a nursing home. And one out of five Americans under 50 is in need. Did you hear me? One out of five is in need of being in a convalescent home in the next 12 months. Are you ready? Are you prepared? What do you do? How are you going to pay for long-term care? Again, your choices are either pay out of the pocket, buy long-term care insurance, or do Medicaid planning. Those are the options. Again, paying out of the pocket is going to run you $170 to $500 a day. Why would you buy long-term care insurance? To protect your asset, your most valuable asset, you. You want to be comfortable. And of course, it's going to protect your money too. When you get long-term care insurance, you want to make sure that it's a comprehensive policy. It's going to have home care, nursing home care, Assisted living, maybe you only need someone to come in and take you cook, cook or clean or take you shopping. Covers all those things. Okay. The next alligator is probate. Now, probate is a legal process. So if you don't have a living trust and you have a will, that will goes to probate. What's probate? Courts. What do courts take? Attorneys. What do attorneys take? They take money. They take five to 25%, depending on the state, the court costs and administrative fees. Why not leave your money directly from you to your family without any middleman? So a living trust completely avoids probate. Depending on what state you are, they have different laws on what threshold you have for your money to go into probate. California, it's $125,000 in assets or 20000 in real estate. And the other states, pretty close. So the living trust avoids the cost, the time of probate, the delay, and did you know that probate is public record? 
anyone can go down to the county courthouse, find out the names of your children, social security numbers, how much money they're getting, and where they live. Hello? It's public record. Living trusts are private. Now, again, this is one of my secrets in the book. Ready for pre-tire? These have been around since the Middle Ages. Nothing new. Living trusts have been around. Why doesn't everybody know about them? Because you make a lot more money in probate making a will than you do living trusts. If you don't have all these documents set up, if you don't have a conservatorship, you may end up going through a living probate while you are alive. So you want to make sure that you have all the right legal documents. And if your documents aren't title right and you have the wrong beneficiaries on them, you may end up leaving something to somebody else's family, especially if my generation, I think it's something like 55% or more now, get divorced. So you want to make sure all those documents are set up. All right, the next alligator is Las Vegas. I mean, Wall Street. That's really what it is. If you like the thrill of the up and down, you go for it. I like safe money. I want to know my money's there. I don't like roller coasters. Some people do. That is the model that everybody's been taught. You got to risk your money to make money. That model is broken. Mark my words. It is a broken model. It will never be the same as it was before. It's the boomers that drove the market and the boomers are crashing the market. Seriously. It's risk. Now, it's misleading. And don't be deceived by what you see on TV. And, oh, it's all wonderful. And it's all over. And we are really in trouble. The whole planet's in trouble. So this is really important. Now, let me just slip this in here. But, you know, if you had a 20% loss one year, that means you would need a 25% gain the next year. Or if you had a 50% loss one year, it means you'd have to have a 100% gain just to get back to where you were. And all that time, your money's done nothing. Now, back in my dad's days, it was great. But in the days we're in, it's very volatile. So you want to really make sure and manage your money, make sure a lot of it is safe right now. The question you want to ask yourself is, how much of your money can you afford to lose? Can you understand your statements? What's more important, peace of mind or higher rate of return? And are you really sitting there averaging? What am I making this year? Do you know what you averaged last year? A lot of people don't, they don't even have time. It's just a marathon. Here's your checklist for your investments. You want them safe. Don't want to lose money. Bottom on your money. You want liquidity. You want to be able to get at it without any risk. You want tax advantages, no probate, good return without any risk, and money protected if you have a catastrophic illness. So again, the most powerful tool of the annuity is the interest you would have gotten on your principal, the interest that you money would have made, and the interest the money you would have paid in taxes. In other words, all that money's still in there growing, so it grows three times as fast. Now, the next question you want to ask yourself is, do you want to lower your income taxes? And the question is, yes, then let's determine by how much. Now, this next alligator is pretty tricky, too. I live in a town where there's banks on every street corner. And these banks all of a sudden now have changed to fast food places and phone companies. In other words, 
How many times has your bank changed names? The FDIC, every $100 you have, and this number changes, the FDIC, every $100 you have in the bank, they've got about 58 cents in reserve. Wow. Well, what they have a $500,000 guarantee if the bank goes under, right? Right. But you got to wait till after they pay back China and all the debt that United States is in. Maybe your great-great-grandkids might get that money paid back. Do you see what I'm saying? Every $100 you have with an insurance company, they have 125 to 135 to your 100 They have a lot of backing and they have a lot of money in reserve. So, now I'm not saying you go run to the bank and take your money out. They're fine for checking and money markets, but they have no idea about investments for retirees. And I have a lot of my elder clients go and ask their banker, what will happen if I go to a nursing? They have no idea. Go see a certified senior advisor like me or an elder estate planning specialist or an elder care attorney. But if you go to the banker and say, well, I've got 50,000, he'll invest your 50,000. Does it make sense if they don't know about your planning? Of course not. Okay, everything's automated. The products really are pretty lousy. And what do they do with the money? They loan it out on real estate. So how many times has your bank changed names? Now, there's some really cool things out there. And we're going to save this for another video that I'm going to share with you about the Index Universal Life. This, if I would have known about this when I was younger, it took me 20 years to find it. This information I'm sharing with you is really hidden from the general population, but an overfunded IUL. If you're anywhere from 34 to 55, these are amazing. Let me give you an example. I have a client. He's 38. He's throwing in $500 a month, his retirement count. When he gets 65, he's going to be able to take out 82000 a year tax-free, 100% tax-free from an index universal life. That is sweet for the economy we're in right now, a totally tax-free product that he can take out. Now, the nice thing about this is it's like you're taking a loan from your own money. There's no, there's no charge for that. And it's, that's really sweet. And these products get anywhere in the last 30 years, they get anywhere from six to nine percent in growth. Still in this economy. So that is a nice thing for anybody between those ages. I wish I would have done that. And actually, I'm going to do one even when I'm older. I'll get a shorter term, but I will have that kind of long time to let that money grow tax free. It's really a good way to go. Okay. This next alligator, friends and family. I don't know. And you know, my neighbor told me I didn't need a living trust. I had so many people tell me that. It's like your neighbor studies law, your, your neighbor's an attorney. Um, who's giving you this legal advice? See, I don't give legal advice. I just share educational information with people and you make your own decision what's right. But people, they believe they're a friend or they're somebody down the street. And then ugh, I've seen them lose their estate because they didn't get professional care. Someone that knows about these things, somebody cares about them and that will tell them the truth and tell them all of these safe money strategies. And as you get older, you get taken advantage of. I've seen a lot of people, kids, they just think they could just take loans from mom and dad and never pay them back. Really is, there really is a lot of abuse. Well, this next alligator, 
maybe we could talk about it later, right? Nobody wants to talk. It's uncomfortable procrastination, right? We'll do it tomorrow. I'm too busy. I'm overwhelmed. I can't understand it. I can't trust anybody. It's uncomfortable, right? You can't trust advisors. Who can you trust? I don't want to upset my spouse. I he banked it, that bank for our whole marriage. What if I changed, right? People get stuck. There is a cure for procrastination. Eliminate the confusion. Don't feel obligated by the past. And what I call a personal financial fitness exam. You could choose the right planner and you want to make sure that you talk to someone that knows about what we're talking about, safe money strategies. And I invite you to reach out to me for a financial fitness review. We're providing the contact for you on the screen where you can contact me and set up a strategy session on how you could protect your money from long-term care, nursing home costs, and the Great Recession. These are very, very important things that you need to talk about. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your partner. Talk to your friends. Just if something happened, what would you do? It doesn't jinx you to be prepared. People think, well, if I get a trust, it means I'm going to die. No, just means you're smart. You're planning and you're ahead of the game. So again, I want to ask you, how much of your money would you like to protect? None of it? Some of it? or all of it. Now, if you say all of it, yes, then reach out to me for a financial fitness review. And what I'll do is I'll take a little snapshot of what you have, where it is, and I will give you some recommendations so your money is safe and you'll never lose a dime. I have never lost $1 of my client's money. And I'm pretty proud to say that because I really believe in, that I can sleep at night and share this safe money strategy with, with people so they won't outlive their money. They will have an estate, be comfortable at any age, and have what I call an estate of mind, peace of mind, so you'll know what you have, where it is. And again, I want to thank you all for lending an ear today and listening to these safe money strategies. I want to invite you to reach out for a financial fitness review, and I'll be happy to share these strategies with you. What I'll do is take a snapshot of what you have, where it is, and then give you some illustrations on what you can do so that your money is there when you need it. Remember, be ready for pre-retirement. Plan retirement early so your money, your health, and your peace of mind is there when you need it. Thank you so much. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to meetwithchrismeller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.